the past few weeks, we have been diving in to some of those wild and crazy things that Jesus has to say to us in the scriptures. One of the things we talked about last week was that Jesus doesn't say these things just for that added shock value, right? He's not saying them simply to grab our attention or to get the next sound bite played over and over on cable news, right? He is saying these things for a purpose. And that purpose is to lead us in our life of discipleship. Right? That's what it's all about. Who are we as Christ's disciples and what are we called to do? The first week we talked about the, how Jesus says, if you are to be my disciple, you must be prepared to hate your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, even your spouse, even yourself, if you're going to follow me. And so we were confronted with the cost of discipleship. What must we be prepared to give up, to let go of, in order to follow Jesus a little more closely? The next week we heard one of those not-so-familiar parables from Jesus about the, the servant and the master, that the servant must do what is required of him without expecting any praise in return. Right? That the life of faith, the life of a disciple is one that we are called to just do it. Don't be looking out for what's in it for you. Just do it. Because we are called to be the people of God, following in Christ's footsteps. And finally, last week, we heard Jesus' call to, to turn the other cheek, to go the other mile, to hand over our coat and our cloak to love our enemies and pray for those who harass us. Being a disciple of Jesus is not always the easiest task. But we heard that in those words from Jesus, Jesus calls us to not some kind of passive living, but to live out our love, to respond to, to the hate and the hurt in our world by doing something about it, by loving. And if we can't find it in us to love quite yet, then we know where to start. We start with prayer. This is our road to discipleship. This is who we are as disciples of Christ. We are following these crazy and wild sayings because to be a disciple of Jesus, it's kind of a crazy and wild thing. To proclaim as our Savior, one who gave his life for us. So this morning as we close out the series, we hear one last thing from Jesus. It's actually his parting words in the Gospel of Matthew. The last thing he will say to his disciples. And although it may not have quite the shock value that some of the others have had, there is a weight and a depth to his words that causes us to pause and to wonder. Hear now the words from Matthew chapter 28, beginning with the 16th verse. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. 
And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I know I said this phrase from Jesus, these words from Jesus weren't quite so surprising, but I think we still need to say together our response, right? Say what? What, Jesus? You have called us to this path of discipleship. And now we have seen you. We have seen you on the cross. We have seen you laid in the tomb. And now we have seen you risen to life. What now? What are we to do with this great knowledge, Jesus? What are we to do with this experience we have had of you? Jesus says, go. Go, quit hanging around here. Go. Go into the world. Make disciples of all nations, baptize them, and teach them as I have taught you. This is our call now as disciples. This is who we are to be. This is the actions that we are to make. Now, this is something that that we've heard, right? It's It's a refrain that echoes throughout the life of the church. We talk about the great commission from Jesus. And we say that is what we are to do, right? That's what we've been doing as a church for thousands of years. We've gone out into the world. We've made disciples. We've baptized people. We've started churches. We are fulfilling the great commission, I think, it, I think it started out that way. But I'm afraid too often we've heard the Great Commission as a mission to fill the pews instead of transform lives, to add to our membership roles instead of see the kingdom of God established in our midst. Because do you hear what he's saying in these words? First, he says, go, right? Go, step out, step outside the walls of the church and go. Go to make disciples. Not make converts, but make disciples. Do you know the difference? Convert, right, says, oh, yes, I believe in Jesus. Period. The end. A disciple, a disciple says, I believe in Jesus, and my life is committed to Jesus, and I will go and I will live that life of Jesus. A disciple is one, as we have said, who's willing to sacrifice. A disciple is one who is willing to love even in the face of of hate. A disciple is one who goes out not because it's good for them, but because it's good for the world. 
Jesus says, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. Baptize them. Baptize them. Let the water flow over their heads. Not because it's a a checkbox that you need to have in order to be a follower of Jesus, but because it is a sign of that water of love and grace that washes over us, that makes us clean, that points us to the grace of God in our lives and says that we are made new, a new life in Christ. And then finally, teach them. Teach them as I have taught you Think about how Jesus taught. Jesus wasn't teaching for a test. Jesus was teaching for a life to be lived. For a faith that takes hold of our heart and hold of our minds and hold of our souls. That we become lifelong learners of the faith. Teach people in that way the commands that I have taught you. The great commission Jesus gives. This past week, I was out in Kansas City for uh, the Leadership Institute that's an annual event put on by the United Methodist Church of the Resurrection. This is the largest United Methodist Church in the country. It is pastored by Adam Hamilton. Many of you have probably read his books, done his Bible studies, right? So I was out there with thousands of Methodists at this conference, clergy and lay folks alike, to talk about who we are as a church. Usually they open this leadership institute to any denomination, but this year they said, we're having a family meeting, so we're just limiting it to Methodists. To say, who are we going to be in light of all that's going on in our denomination, right? As we look towards a a general conference, right? A meeting of all the United Methodists from around the world that's coming up in May. As as we decide, who are we going to be? Who are we going to be in the midst of the conversation around human sexuality? But who are we going to be as a church that reaches beyond that? And as Adam was preaching, he was preaching the the closing worship on Friday. And he told us about how important it is for us to live in to this great commission, to live out this story that we have. Right? That when Jesus says to go out into the world and make disciples, to do that, we must live out our stories. To not just say, you need to come to my church because you need to. (laughs) To not just say, you need to read the Bible because you need to, you're supposed to. But to tell a story of how Jesus has changed our lives. To tell a story about who the church has been in our lives. 
how we have been transformed to tell that story, to live that story, to invite others into a story that is so compelling, there is no way people would not want to know more. A story so compelling that there's no way people wouldn't want to be a part of it. That that's the kind of church that we are supposed to be. That's the kind of people that we are to be, to tell a story, to to embrace this great commission and to go out and tell the story of how Jesus has changed our lives. Because that opens up the possibility for others to see how Jesus can change their lives. Now, we talk about this a lot. We talk about evangelism, right, and going out into the world. But how many times do we ever actually go and tell these stories to talk about our faith, to live it out outside these walls? Or for that matter, even inside these walls, How many times have you told the story of how Jesus has changed your life? Right? We're going to do that. (laughs) We're going to do that right here and right now. Because there is no way we can go out into the world and make disciples of Jesus Christ if we aren't willing to say to other disciples the role that Jesus has played in our lives. And so I'm going to give you just a few minutes right here and right now to turn to your neighbor. It can be the person that you came with, somebody that you know, that you've known for 20, 30, 40 years, or you can turn to someone that you just met. Introduce yourself. And tell one story of how Jesus has made a change in your life, big or small a change in your life. Go. I'm grateful for your conversation this morning, and I hope that it will continue. Right? As Jim mentioned, we do have lunch following worship today, and so continue to share those stories. Right? We have to practice these things. Right? Just like anything else in life, it doesn't get easier until we continue to do it and to practice it. And so if we are going to go out into the world and share our stories of what it means to be a disciple, then we need to practice that so that the stories become something that just automatically flow through us. Because being a disciple of Jesus, having Jesus in our lives, it is a compelling thing. It is a life-changing thing. And I want the world to know. I want the world to feel and to experience the love and the grace that I've known in my life, that you have known in your life. Let us go into the world and make disciples of Jesus Christ, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey the commands. Knowing that we do this not alone, 
but that Jesus has promised us his parting words to us. I am with you always to the end of the age. Let us pray. Holy Lord, our God, we have celebrated that you have come into our lives, that you have called us to be your disciples, and we have answered that call. Now, embolden us, empower us to share these stories of faith, to live into this great commission that you have given us, to invite the world on this journey of discipleship that is marked by the transforming power of your love and your grace. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.